0: welcome back to fund ready the podcast where we unpack the tools and insights that empower small business owners i'm your host hiding jai and today's episode is one that hits close to the heart of every entrepreneur the importance of strategic preparation as we close out the year and step into a new one As the year draws to a close, it's not just a time for festive celebrations, but a critical time for small business owners to reflect, strategize, and set the stage for success in the upcoming year. In this episode, we'll delve into strategic preparation and how critical it is for small business owners. We'll explore the insights and strategies that make the difference between a year of growth and a year of challenges. I'm excited to welcome back Onel Valares, the Business Development Director at Greater Newark Enterprises Corporation, to help with insights and tips. And from the small business perspective, Kimberly Butler, owner of Butler Catering and GNEC Client. Welcome both to FundReady. Thank, Thank you, honey. you. Awesome. So you know what? Let's start with GNEC first. Onel, there's some changes going on into the new year for new clients who will be joining us potentially. Would you mind sharing what changes are happening in terms of our loans and programming?
1: Sure. Uh, The changes that you're talking about not only is for GNEC, it is across the board. Uh, We're talking about from the top banks all the way down to the small CDFIs like ourselves. What has happened is, I'm sure everybody's seen the news, interest rates have crept up. There has been what they call the credit crunch. In other words, it's a little harder to get loans nowadays than it was going back a year, year and a half ago. Because of that, we have had to make some adjustments ourselves, not only the banks are doing it, but us too. One of the changes that we have made, and it's only temporary, we're reviewing it every quarter to see if we can change back. But for right now, for instance, we are no longer taking startup businesses. So the business is starting up right now, brand new, we're no longer uh, funding those. We want to see at least one year in business. Again, a lot more flexible, being a CDFI, a lot more flexible than the banks, because the banks usually require two or three years. We're doing it for one year. Uh, and the reason is because usually the first year, it's the toughest year. That's when you have the most challenges. There's a lot of unexpected things that happen that the business owner was not aware of, and, it, and it's the. Point of the biggest risk to a business. So, we're trying to alleviate some of that risk. uh, And because of that, we're holding off for a year. Um, Now, we're, as you know, as a CDFI, we get a lot of funds. The great thing is that we have a lot of great programs still. So, we have the buy downs of interest rates, highly subsidized. So, clients can get very low interest rates in today's market compared to the norm. So a lot of the things that we do well we're still doing well but yeah unfortunately there uh, you know we have tightened up a little bit just like everybody across the board.
0: Thank you for sharing that. I think it's important for our listeners to know that you know you can feel free to contact us or visit our FAQs just so you can see those changes. We are still offering lower interest rates just you know look at our website or visit our FAQ to see if you fit into those categories which are super flexible. We have if you're in trade if you're in the LGBT plus community, if you are a woman-based entrepreneur, if you're a minority owned business. So we still offer that flexibility at a lower interest rate. So just please check out our FAQ just to see more details or contact O'Neill. But thank you so much for, for highlighting that. So now as we kind of get into the topic of you know closing out the year strong, I first want to introduce Kimberly Butler, owner of Butler Catering, who is a GNEC client as well. Would you please introduce your business? Tell us a little bit about your business journey and how you're prepping for the holidays. Sure. So
2: hi, everybody. My name is Kim butler Rosado. I'm the owner of Butler Catering. So I've been in business, it'll be 10 years in January. So since 2014, which is very exciting. I didn't start off doing this full-time until 2022, the end of 2022. So, this is the first year that I'm actually doing this full time. Before the previous years, I was doing the catering part time while juggling a full time job. And then COVID hit. I had two lovely babies. And after I had the babies, then I realized, you know what? This is the time that I really need to do this full force. So, I'm very excited um, that we're closing out this first year um, doing it full time. And as far as the holidays, I'm noticing it's a lot busier than earlier this year, (laughs) which is great because, you know, everybody loves food, everybody's having events. So it's giving me a a great opportunity to, you know, meet some new, new clients and be able to increase the business for this year closing and then also push some new clients
0: for next year. Awesome. Would you mind, you know, rewinding a little bit? I know you said that you know you were doing it part time, but what motivated you to start your business? from the
2: beginning i I did know that I wanted to start my own business. I just didn't know what what it was. It took me a journey to figure out you know that I wanted to pursue food. Um, i I didn't know I wanted to be creative. I wanted to have something of my own that I can start from the ground up, and once. I started seeing other people, like for example, my cousin, who's a wedding planner, I saw her start her company from the bottom up and she was very successful. I realized, you know what, that's, it's possible because, you know, sometimes when you grow up in a house where, you know, your parents are working for um, somebody else and you don't really have that many entrepreneurs doing things on their own, it's you don't know it's possible but once you see somebody do it and see the flexibility but then also the hard work that goes into it it's right. it's, it's it's nice
0: yeah absolutely and i know how you mentioned that you know you tested it out you've you were doing it part time and then you decided to do it full time especially after covid and i want to understand so when making that jump what were some challenges that you faced in you know being a full-time entrepreneur because we talk a lot about in these episodes that turning your hobby into a business can be a little complex because then there comes the business aspect of everything there's like accounting there's marketing and all that so would you mind sharing you know what were some challenges that you had faced when making that transition
2: so some of the challenges so i had to first
0: make sure that i
2: financially was able to make the jump i i really really had to heavily rely on Family and a lot of savings, because in the beginning, when you are doing it full time, you're not having the same income that you were having before, which is really hard. So you, so for me, I was lucky that where I had a husband that was supportive and was able to carry the family's bills during this period. So that would that that was very hard, but it also is a motivating thing because you know you don't want. Everything to fall on him, so it's gonna just push you to work harder and get those deals, and you know, like people say, you know, you have to have your back against the wall to right. to push you right. further. So, you know, you yeah. get dropped and
0: hopefully fly. And and luckily for me, I'm I'm flying. Yep, absolutely. I, that that is really tough. And actually, oh no, I would love to get your opinion, especially with small businesses who are starting out and financially, what do they need to look at? You know, luckily, you know, Kimberly did have like a good support system while she was um, launching her business, but what's an advice that you can give somebody starting out? What should they be looking at financially?
1: Well, they have to, just like Kimberly, they, they have to be in a position to be able, if they're going to go in full times, they got to be, they got to have some backups. They got to have right. some money, some assets set aside. It's it, a business is difficult in the sense that at the very beginning, it doesn't usually take off right away. I mean, that happens every once in a while, but for the most part, you've got to establish yourself. You've got to build the clientele. You've got to start building your reputation. You've got to start marketing. So that takes time and it takes money. And I always advise many of the business owners that if you have a job, don't quit your job to start your business. Start your business while you have your job because your job is is your security blanket until your business is starting to take off. Now, once it starts doing that, hey, quit your job and go full-fledged because now it's already on on the trajectory of going up. But at the very beginning, you you got to have support from the family. That's important. you got to have some money to back you up. And hopefully, you know the industry. If you're going to go into the food catering, like, like Kimberly did, it's not easy if you never cooked before. So, so you've got to be somewhat knowledgeable in what you're going to be doing and, and you know, all all in when it's time to go all in. Makes sense.
0: Makes sense. So now that Kim, you have gone all in, you've been in business (laughs) for 10 years so far. What do you do once like the year closes? What do you look back And how do you plan strategically on the new year? So, since this is, even though I've been in business for 10 years, this is
2: the first full year that I've been able to look at it from a full time business owner. So, this is actually going to be an interesting year because I'll be able to look at the months that have passed, see which months were busier, which ones were slower, to see, okay, you know, during these slower months, where you know things were not looking as profitable, you know, what can I do to try to build business during the next year during those months? Um, so you know, am I gonna be doing some more marketing? Am I gonna use some of the money that I'm getting from like the busier times, like the holiday times, and use that for the marketing so that at least I you know have those clients that are in my you know back pocket. <laughs> For lack of a better word, choose that I can follow up with for those busier, those, excuse me, the slower times and try to, you know, push for the business when I know it's going to be a little bit slower.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for providing that insight. And I don't know, is there, I know Kim shined a light on a lot that you will probably be saying. What other tips should you give entrepreneurs looking back in order to prepare for the new year?
1: Okay. Well, one thing that I want to point out, uh, there's a lot of things that you could do towards the end of the year, but all that is dependent on how busy you are. Like Kimberly just mentioned that she's very busy right now. Right. So this might not be the time for her to sit down in a desk with all her paperwork and gather it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and mm-hmm. maybe January will be a better time or maybe before this time, but it has already passed. But, But depending on how busy you are, but let's say that You have the time. Uh, This is definitely the time to get your paperwork in order. You're going to be filing taxes next year. Start going through the paperwork. Gather your last 12 months bank statements your merchant statements, invoices you sent out. I mean, you're going to be able to see a lot of trends, like Kimberly was saying. What are the good months? What are the bad months? Take advantage of the good months. Start doing some support work and some extra marketing during the bad months. So you'll be able to see a lot of that the better the records you keep. This is an opportunity to review your year before you meet with your accountant. By the way, if you don't have a system to collect information on an ongoing basis, now is the time to set it up for the new year. As a matter of fact, we have a track in our Backstop program, Awesome program, where it helps entrepreneurs learn QuickBooks and it 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 has an accountant that guides them step by step on how to do it. This might be something That will be awesome to do for the following year. So this way you can keep better track of your expenses and make sure that you're following your trends, you're taking advantage of your trends, and you're doing the best you can. One thing, by the way, off the top of my head that I'm thinking of, websites. Websites are huge in marketing nowadays. I I can't think of too many people that buy something without first going into the website and seeing what kind of uh, reviews and, and so forth. Look at your website. Go page by page by page. This is the time to do it if you're not too busy, and make sure that it represents who you are, how you want your business to be exposed. Take out all the little quirks. See if the comment section works. Sometimes there's a you know if you have questions, does it work? Is it getting to you? Do do put one out. See how you receive it. If it, if it works fine, this is this is the time. To try to learn from everything that has happened this last year, the good and the bad, and then make adjustments going forward. The good, you want to duplicate. And the bad, you want to make adjustments.
0: Absolutely. Very well said. I think at the top of the show, we talked about how you know you need support and entrepreneurs mm-hmm. tend to turn their hobbies into um, a full-time business. And that can be difficult because you can't wear all those hats all the time. I mean, sometimes you have to start off that way. But like Onel mentioned, you know, our Backstop program, we do have professionals who help at a highly subsidized rate in order to look at your books, your accounting, also to build your website or see what kind of marketing tactics you need, whether that's social, whether that's brochures, etc. cetera. We do offer those services at a highly subsidized rate. These programs go for thousands of dollars um, and we only ask for 300 to sign up for each track based on what it is that you need, obviously, you know, you sit down first and see what is necessary for your business right now. And then we kind of help guide you from there, but there's tons of resources in order to kind of track your year. And I think what's also helpful is not to do it all at the end of the year, just like Onel said, you know, check every three months, see how things are going and try to make those adjustments there or make note for what you're going to do in the following year. If, you know, finances permit, um, Etc. But there are plenty of resources for small businesses to kind of help build out how to build out their tr- strategic plan in the new year, whether that's financially or you know their strategy for marketing, et cetera.
2: Can I mention I, I'm part of the Backstop program, and I, I feel okay. like now this is like a plug for the Backstop program. But it, <laughs> I know it turned it, into that. Yeah, but it's like I I love it. I, I am part of the QuickBooks program, and I and I'm mm-hmm. reaching my last. I think I have two more months left and mm-hmm. oh my gosh it's such a relief to have that accountant um there as a as a guide to help make sure that you know i'm doing things like i used to do my taxes at the end of the year or after the year and i would just i would just spend like days just like going through my invoices and i'd use an excel spreadsheet and it would take me so long and with the backstop program it forces me to look at my books every week with the accountant and you know I can go line by line with her and say mm-hmm. okay this is what I spent this money on how should I categorize it and then we'll look at you know the P&L to see how profitable it was for mm-hmm. the month where I spent my expenses the most for a specific event or during a period so it's it it opened my eyes um on a new level of being a business owner, and even if let's say you are doing it part time, like I'm doing it full time, so i'm be I'm able to take advantage of fully, but you know it's just a good even if you're not a full time business owner and you are you know working with somebody else full time whatever path you decide to do, it's invaluable information to be able to use these QuickBooks. you'll look at businesses and work with a whole nother Um, perspective because you'll know the ins and outs of what goes into the business, how, you know, an owner looks at things financially. So it's, it's a great program. I'm so happy that I, that I was able to take advantage of it. Um, I'm a little sad when it's going to end, but you know, but they did say that, you know, they do offer services afterwards if I, if I need it, but you know, she did, uh, leave me in a good spot. So I'm, I'm very comfortable with using books well the, the good thing though is that
1: although the program is ending that knowledge you obtain that's yours forever yeah. and and yeah. that's the great thing it, once you learn it that's it so now let's say 10 years from now you go into a different business route that's fine you still know how to use quickbooks and so forth so that's invaluable the investment in yourself is one of the best investments you mm-hmm. can make and i congratulate you cuz it, it was very cheap uh, considering the the amount of of information you're getting yeah. knowledge and you're gonna use it now for the rest of your life. And no one can take that away. Yep.
2: That's absolutely true. So thank you absolutely. for
0: absolutely yeah. <laughs> allowing us. Well glad that you're a happy comfort, uh, customer yeah. um for the GNSU backstop program, which is really good. I'm glad that it's made a positive impact I mean, th- in your business. Think so about far.
2: business degrees. Like people go to college That's and spend great. thousands of thousands of dollars for a business degree at NYU or whatever, college or university. Yeah. And you know, this 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 knowledge is like you said, oh now the knowledge is invaluable and you know, getting this information that you can spend thousands of dollars with a business degree, you get it for three hundred dollars. And it's and it's not like, you know, you're sitting in a classroom and somebody's telling you what to do. It's interactive. And it's an hour each week. So it's it's an experience that I I recommend anybody do it. Even if you are gonna use QuickBooks for to manage your house finances, you know, you can use apply that knowledge on how to how money's going in and out of your house.
0: For sure. And I think you, you both shed a light here that investing in your business doesn't mean just purchasing new tools or things like that. It's also investing in the knowledge or the resources, the help, etc. That's also part of your business because it's going to make you a better business owner by understanding your books better, etc. So I'm so glad that you guys pointed that out. What are a couple of things that you're going to be doing differently next year, at least what you plan to do based on what you've learned by seeing your financial statements?
2: Oh, good question. Like I was mentioning before, I'm I'm definitely going to be looking at the slower months, um, cutting back the spending, spending unnecessary spending, right? Like I will be yeah. investing in like the marketing or even promotional items to try to bring in those new clients. I'm also going to be looking specifically at, you know, the percentage of money going into like the different categories like paper products versus food, making sure my food costs are in line and with what my goals are and just trying to remain profitable.
0: Well said. Oh no, what are some common financial mistakes that small businesses should be aware of as they approach the end of the year? How do people avoid those things?
1: Yeah, well, there's a few. One of them is not having clear records. As Kimberly was saying, she can, she can see based on, for example, she advertises this month and next month she sees sales go up okay, great. Now she advertises in March, but sales did not go up. What was the difference? Was the advertisement different? You know, There's a lot of things you can learn, but the only way you can learn them is by keeping good records and knowing what's going on. It's like when you play a sport, there's a scoreboard. And this, this business, you got to be winning the game. And you got to be constantly looking at the scoreboard, seeing what is going on every time there's an action, what is the reaction to the business? Uh, So then this way you can continue doing the things that are working. You can cut back on the things that are not working. Uh, As as Kimberly, you know, she's dealing with food. So there's a lot of inventory that she has to be buying of what she's going to be cooking. There's the paper bags to put the stuff out. There's places, all these things. You can start seeing trends. Are they going up? Do you need to find a new vendor? But all these things, is by having clear records. Without that, you're flying blind. Now, depending on numbers, here's another thing. If if you're very profitable this year and you're doing real well, this may be the time to purchase some equipment because you want to set some of those gains with some expenses. You're going to have to buy the equipment next year. May as well buy it this year if you're having a good year. Again, you can only do that. By seeing the by, by having good accurate records, if at the end of the year by January first you think, "Oh wow, I had a great year," what's well, too late? It's too late to buy that purchase equipment because now it will go into next year's numbers. So again, be be on top of it, review and plan. Uh, now is the time. Now is the time to see what has happened this year and to try to make next year better. Once again, and I keep saying it, duplicate everything that's working and start making changes on what has not worked. And the best way to do that is to know what is going on. What is the score? What has been happening so far?
0: Very well said. And as we wrap up, what final advice would you both give to our listeners as they embark on their you know, review journey and preparation for the new year? What's one piece of advice you each would give?
1: You know, I'm, I'm going to give an advice that's outside from business. Uh, because this, I, th- I think, is very important. Everybody's working, or, you know, wh- whether you have a job or you own a business, we're working for a better future, for our family, for ourselves. And unfortunately, we're in the day-to-day grind, and we don't think about ourselves for the future. We have to invest in our future, in our retirement accounts, savings for the future, because c- we're going day-to-day. And there are great programs out there The IRAs, individual retirement accounts, there are plans that you can set up as a business owner, simple IRAs. Again, I don't want to get into all the technicalities, but there are programs out there that many people do not even know about because they're in the grind. You you got your head down, you're in the business, you're trying to make ends meet. You got to put money away. That is the reason why you're in business, to be better off in the future, to have your family better off in the future and that's more important than anything. It has to be an expense. And and, and the reason why I say it, think of it, it's not really an expense, but think of it as an expense. Just like you got to pay for for the meat that you're going to be cooking, Kimberly, you got to put money aside under Kimberly's name because that money will be there for your future. And that's not money to bring up for the business. That's money for you because one day you're going to retire. I'm getting there, by the way. And thank goodness that I put money away because that helps with social security is not going to be enough. So we got to be thinking of these things. Here's another thing, a little bit outside the box. Again, I, I, I want this to be a little broad so people hopefully can get a little bit out of it and change their lives for the better. Health. Health is important. You, you, you're working, you're working 24 hours a day. And, and how about your health? Are you eating good? And, and and Kimberly, I'm sure you are, <laughs> uh, but you got to be eating good. You got to be taking care of yourself. It's not going to do you any good if you're not taking care of yourself, if your health suffers, if you can't work and and, and grow your business because you're too ill. So these are things a little bit outside the box that I want entrepreneurs to think about. Especially entrepreneurs, we have a lot of stress when we're an entrepreneur. I, I own two businesses, I know how the stress levels go up. That affects your health. What are you doing to try to help your health? What are you doing to put money away for your future, for your kids' future, and so forth? So these are a few things that are a little bit outside the box. Now, getting back inside the box. Find the mentor. Someone in your industry that's been around for a while, that is successful, try to see what they're doing. Try to sit down with them, have a coffee with them, take them out to lunch. You know, that's an investment. By the way, you can write that off. <laughs> uh, I'm quick. Uh, but but th- this is time invested into your business. It is so much easier to avoid mistakes when you learn from other people who've been there, done that. And they've already made the mistakes. Why should you go through it? And, and and that's what I try to do with my kids. I made a lot of mistakes, so I tell my kids about my mistakes so they don't do it. So try to find yourself a mentor, someone in in the business. Devote time to studying the market, uh, the trends, and so on. there's a lot of stuff. But again, it, it, it's a it's it's a focus. Focus is, is going to be crucial because we get distracted with a lot of personal stuff, a lot of things that you know happen in life and 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 if, if we can stay focused and on the priorities i think we'll be fine
2: you touched on three great points i love them all i live by all of them i at least in my heart the one that i'm struggling with is the putting money aside for yourself for the retirement because like that was one perk of working for another company was like you already you automatically had your 401k and all that money was going aside, mm-hmm. and I haven't figured out how I can have those perks as a business owner, because it, it, it's, it's something that I... Okay.
1: Let, let me ask you this, Kimberly, if, if you don't mind. Let's just say that your food cost this month, and for the remainder of the year, go up $200 per month, your food cost. What would you do? Would you go out of business, or would you pay it? I would pay it. You would pay. Mm-hmm. But since it's not going up $200 a month, why don't you pay yourself $200 a month? A- and that's the mentality that, that we have to have. If, you, if, if it goes up $200 a month, you'll find a way to pay it. Well, find a way to invest for your future. And and it has to be just like a bill, just like your food costs, just like your rent. You got to pay your rent. If your rent goes up $200, you got to pay that rent. You're not going to go out of business. You'll find a way to pay that rent. Well, we got to find a way to set up money aside for our future because that's the reason you're in business. It is for a better future. And I know it's tough. You know, I'm not going to make believe that, that it's not tough. It is tough. But paying yourself is crucial. For your future and it's crucial for for your family's future for everyone's future without if you if you're working day-to-day in this business which is not easy sometimes and we all know that Mm -hmm. and at the end of 10 20 30 years you have nothing put away then we were just going around in circles and and that's not the reason why we go into business we go into business to have a better future
2: so if you don't mind me asking like yeah. How much should you put aside for yourself, and is it? How does that work with like taxes? Yeah, uh, well, do you put it like well, directly to like a retirement? Like how how would you recommend we funnel that money? Yeah, well, that, that's going to be a whole totally
1: different topic. Oh, uh, we, we, <laughs> but, but, but no, but I can give you just just a quick a quick bit. Okay. Uh, what you want to do is you want to talk to a company. You know, I deal with with investment companies. Personally, I like Vanguard, but there's Fidelity. There's a whole bunch of different companies. And you set up a, an IRA account. And basically, every month, $200 goes in. You can put a maximum, I think it's $6,500, if I'm not mistaken, per year into this account. This is a gross tax deferred, so you don't pay taxes on it. If you do it in a regular IRA account, it could be actually deductible against your expenses, depending on what you make. If you put in a Roth IRA, it has a lot of potential in the future. You never pay taxes. Uh, but again, set it up. If you call up any of the companies, or investment companies, set it up and then put it away. It, depending on your age, I would go into the stock market. And people, oh, the stock market. stock market is okay over the long term. If money grows over 20, 30 years, and you're putting away 200 or maybe even $100, you're going to be surprised at how much money you're going to have 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. And that's what people don't realize. They say, oh, what's 100 A bucks? 100 bucks every month gro- growing at good rates over 20 years is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So again, it's it's that mentality. Think about it. If your rent goes up, if your food cost goes up, you'll find a way to pay for it. Well, Here's what you got to do. Find a way to pay for your Roth IRA or for your IRA because if there's a will, there's a way. And and there must be a will because you got to invest for your future. And and by the way, Heidi, maybe we should have one of these podcasts on this topic. Yes, I was just about to (laughs) say that that
0: 2024, perhaps a way how to take care of yourself while running your business financially (laughs) is a super important topic. So we will definitely visit this conversation in 2024. Financially, health-wise, if you guys need any ideas about recipes, I'm here for you. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of recipes, before we close out, I would love for you to share what it is that you're doing for the holidays or preparing for the new year in terms of any events or what it is that you're offering. So our listeners would potentially book you. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, the holidays, it's actually...
2: You believe it it's it's yeah. right around the corner <laughs> and so we we're offering a variety of appetizers we have some short rib on the menu some roasted potatoes one of our favorites which is bang bang shrimp which is a it's a variety it's a it's a a twist on um the one from bonefish grill because we all oh, love, love fish Grill. Yeah. But why not get it catering style through butler catering <laughs> um Yeah, so I have a bunch of holiday events going on as far as this upcoming year. Well, last year we did a couple of expos, which was was great exposure. We might be doing it again this upcoming year, but if you follow us on Instagram, which our tag is Butler Catering, you can find out any upcoming events that we'll be doing, as well as some of our uh, new menu items.
0: How do I book Butler Catering for my next event?
2: Okay, so you can go to our website, which is www.butlercateringcompany.com and you can put in an inquiry through there
0: and we'll get back to you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Fund Ready. We appreciate all of the advice you have given. Oh, welcome back to Fund Ready and we'll probably see you for sure again in 2024.
1: For Kimberly, sure.
0: thank you again for for sharing your business and your journey. I'm pretty sure that our listeners will definitely get some valuable insight through what you've went through, and hopefully, we'll follow follow this great advice into the new year. Oh, and great, thank great. you for having me. Yes, thank you so much. Thank yes, you, thank, you. thank, thank, you, so thank much. you so much. And if you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, follow, share with other entrepreneurs. We would love to continue sharing some great resources for small businesses, especially in the new year. And that's a wrap for this last episode of Fund Ready 2023. We will see you next year. Until next time, I'm Hiding Jai signing off. And remember, if you're fund ready, success is just around the corner.